we are we're sending our kids off to kindergarten. So the first time, um, well, I guess they left for preschool, but it's the first time that they're going to be gone for all day, so it's, it's a little bit bittersweet. It's nice to send them off, but it's a little bit sad as well. That I, you know, I must confess, it's a... It's an awkward, awkward time to start school. I know Midland Public is starting this week. It's like, well, does that mean that summer is, is over? I mean, the, the weather kind of says that summer, not today. The weather is very nice today. Um, so it's just, it, it's, it's, it's playing, it's, it's messing with my sense of schedule. Um, we're going to continue in our faith practice series for this week and for next week. And... Um, and then we're going to start, then it's like, then it's our summer, like, then the summer is over once we start a new sermon series. Um, so you can think of it any way you want to. I um, mean, we're, we're doing uh, the faith practice of Sabbath today, because as we start off this, um, as the, the kids prepare to go to a new season, I know uh, families change during these times, I want to make sure that we are uh, starting it off right. And as we'll see today, it starts from a place of rest. Uh, Sabbath uh, starts resting, and then we then we work. So I want to make sure that we have this built-in rhythm with us, um, and we're going to look at this rhythm this week. Next week, we're going to look at justice and mercy, justice and mercy for our faith practice, um, and then we'll start off a series in the book of Acts. So today, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through uh, chapter 2, verse 3, and before we do that, we will go to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. God, last week we looked at engaging Scripture. And we're thankful, Lord, that we get to do this uh, every week. Lord, we pray that uh, our time would be centered on your word because it is your revelation to us of who you are and who we are. God, we pray that this would be the lens through which we see all of our lives. God, it's easy to, to take on other lenses and to see the world uh, through different means, but Lord, we know that this is the way that you, you gave us for us to know you, for us to know ourselves and each other. So Lord, as we come into your word this morning, we pray that we would uh, submit ourselves to it, that we would humble ourselves under it and allow it to instruct us and allow your Holy Spirit to shape our hearts and our minds, um, our thoughts, our words, our attitudes, our actions. Lord, we know that you can do this in your power. We ask these things in your name, O oh Lord. Amen. So Genesis 1, chapter, chapter 1, uh, verse 26 through chapter 2, verse 3. And chapter 1, verse 26, we start off in the sixth day. So, so there's always already been an act of creation in, in this part of the sixth day. Um, so we're, we're picking up in the kind of the middle of the sixth day of creation. Genesis 1, then God said... Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. 
and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed and all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the word of the Lord, and we say, thanks be to God. Well, in the beginning, God sets a rhythm. In the beginning, God uh, creates a beat or a pattern for his, his creation to follow. And we see it, we see it in the story of creation. And we only read, um, we only read at middle of the sixth day onward, but you see uh, this particular pattern that starts off with God speaking and then something happens. God said, let there be light, day one. And God said, let there be sky, day two. And God said, let there be land, day three. And God said, let there be lights in the sky, day four. And God said, let there be uh, living creatures, uh, that team in the sea. And God said, let there be living creatures that come up from the earth. And God said, this is the pattern that is set in creation in the beginning. And God said, and then it happens. This is the beginning of the day, but then you also have a pattern for the end of the day. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. There was evening, and there was morning the second day. There was evening, and there was morning the third day. Well, God, in the beginning, he creates, and what he does is he sets a pattern. He sets a beat for his creation to live by. Well, then on the seventh day, we see something a little bit different. The beat, it doesn't stop, but the beat does change. There is a noticeable difference. So where in the beginning of the day, the start of the day, you hear these words, and God said, that's not here on the seventh day. And then at the end where it ended as there was evening and there was morning, the, the second day, the third day, and we don't see that either. The beat that God had started, it continues, but it definitely changes. Because on this day, something else happens. God continues his act of creation, but he doesn't create something in space. No, God doesn't create another tree. He doesn't create a mountain. He doesn't create another animal or insect. He doesn't create another human being. No, what God creates is not something in, in space. God creates something in time. The seventh day, the Sabbath. First Last in creation, first in intention, the Sabbath is the end of God's creating the heavens and the earth, says Abraham Heschel. 
And on this day, the seventh day, we see something special that happens. We see that God rests. God rested. The Lord of the universe, he rests. He ceases. He halts. He stops. And in doing so, God, the creator, he weaves a pattern into the creation. He weaves a pattern into existence. Where now we have this pattern of working and resting that God creates. For six days God worked, and the seventh day he stopped and he rested. Working and resting, working and resting. Or should we say it, resting and working. Resting and and working, resting and working. Because us, we, we as humans, we are created on the sixth day. And our first full day in existence, the seventh day, is a day of rest. As we saw in the beginning, um, as we look at the creation story, uh, and there was evening and there was morning, the Jewish way of keeping time is that the day starts in the evening. It doesn't start as we would typically consider it in the morning. The day starts in the evening. So the day starts in this very vulnerable time for us when we lay horizontal. I'm assuming that most of us sleep horizontally. But we lay horizontal in this very exposed place. And we trust ourselves into a place of unconscious rest before God where we are not the ones that are keeping our heart beating. We are not the ones that are are keeping our lungs filling with breath and then exhaling. No, we are surrendering ourselves to sleep. And while we are sleeping, while we are entrusting ourselves into God's care, what God is doing is he is beginning his creative activity in the evening. God is orchestrating his creation. And when we wake up, we get to wake up and we get to enjoy. And God invites us into that which what he has created, which he's been working on. Resting and working. We start from a place of rest and we carry through into our work coming from this place of rest and stopping and ceasing. Now did you know that there is an actual condition called beat deafness? Beat deafness. So as we talk about God, he creates a rhythm. He creates something for us to follow. There is an actual condition called beat deafness where somebody can keep a beat as long as there is not anything else playing. But as soon as music starts off, it's hard. You don't look at the people around you. Don't look at your spouse or significant other and nudge them and say, hey, that's you. You must have beat deafness. But there is a true condition where you cannot maintain a beat. And so I wonder, I wonder, is that us? As we talk about uh, what's going on spiritually inside of us, as we talk about God creating a rhythm, Are some of us beat deaf? Do some of us have trouble uh, interacting and giving ourselves to this rhythm that God has created of resting and working, of resting and working? Because I know for me, it's hard to live into this thing that we call Sabbath rest. Whenever I I get the time, um, there's very few moments of of spare time that I I experience. It's it's a busy season, but when I do, I I notice that sometimes my tendency is I'll plop down on the couch, and as soon as I plop down on the couch, I'll I'll immediately reach for the phone, and I'll usually go to like a sports app just to check out what's going on. 
I wonder why. Why do I, why do, I do that? This time of rest, why do I automatically go somewhere else? Am I, am I experiencing this beat deafness where I'm out of, I'm out of sync with what God wants uh, for the rhythm of my life? I'll go to the sports app or I'll have something in my mind of, oh, what is the next house project that needs to be done? I need to research this on YouTube. Does anybody do that for, for researching? Uh, maybe, I don't think I'm the only one that does this, that has a trouble with uh, this rhythm of resting and working. And so I think it's good for us to consider why. Why do we struggle sometimes to live into this, uh, this rhythm that God has established and set for our lives as creation? Uh, one of the first things I think we could consider uh, is that we fail to ignore um, our, our being created. We fail to ignore and accept those limitations that are put on us. We see this with Adam and Eve in the very beginning. So in the beginning, Adam and Eve, what they do essentially is they are setting themselves up over their creator. So they're trying to put themselves, they're trying to put humanity on equal playing field or a step above the creator where they want to have all of the knowledge of good and evil. They want to have control over their lives and over their destiny. And what they're doing is they're saying, God, I can do this without you. I can play this role in my life. I don't need you. The only problem with that is that God is the one who created them. God is the one who created us. So they are not God, which means they are created, which means they are human. If you are human, I know it's hard for us to to say this and to hear this. If we are created human, that means we have limitations. God is the only one that does not have limitations put on him. We, on the other hand, we have limits. We need limits to rest. We need to eat. We need to sleep. We need downtime. And when we ignore these limits, we are out of step with God's, uh, with God's intention, with God's pattern that he set for us. We essentially are saying, well, I'm going to play the role of creator. I'm going to play the role of God. And sometimes we behave as if uh, we are indispensable, as if the world is going to fall off its axis if I take a break. I think that's one thing for us to consider. The, the second thing for us to consider as we talk about, well, why do we, why do we get out of step with God's rhythm? rhythm? What is the reason for our spiritual beat deafness? Sometimes we overvalue our work and undervalue our time with God. We overvalue our work and we undervalue our time with God. Now, don't hear me saying that work is bad because work is good. In the beginning, God created us to work. He created us to steward his creation. This happened before the fall. So work is good. But since that time, since the fall, I think we've tried to use our work or our vocations, whether that's inside the home or outside of the home, to give us something that it was never meant to give us. And we turn to our work and we ask, it to give, ask our work to give us our meaning. We ask it to give us our identity. And we ask our work to make us feel that we matter, to make us feel that, that we have value. When in all reality, only God was meant to answer that question. God was meant to speak that value into us. So where we overvalue our work, perhaps we are undervaluing our time with God. Well, this is a concern for God because this is the time, this, these, these Sabbath rests are the time that uh, he speaks into us, where he especially is ministering to us and telling us who we are. Where the world is telling us to produce more, 
where the world is telling us that we're not good enough, God is using this time to say, no, you belong to me. You are my child. I love you. And you are mine, not because of what you produce, just merely because you are. You are created and you are redeemed by Jesus Christ, my son. This is who you are. Beat deafness. Failing to accept our human limitations overvaluing our work, undervaluing our time with God. And then uh, maybe the third one that we can think of as we talk about this reason for our beat, our beat deafness is we're afraid. We're afraid what will happen when we actually slow down. Because I think for some of us, uh, we use the work or any other busyness that we fill our lives with, we use it to distract from what's really going on inside of us. So when we, we slow down, and we turn off the, the podcast, we turn off um, the, the news channels, we put down the phone, we put down the Facebook, and we sit quiet and still before the Lord, uh, those anxieties come back up. Those fears come back up. And we're really, this is just this, this wave crashing over us of this despair that we've been running from. So yeah, of course it's going to feel overwhelming. Of course it's going to be very uncomfortable when we slow down and we allow uh, the Lord to, to have us and to see us and we give ourselves to this time of rest. So we're out of step with God's, with God's created rhythm that he has for our lives. So now that maybe the, the more appropriate question to ask is, well, how do I get back into step? How do we get back into step? If we're outside of step with what God wants for us, how do we get back into step? Again, this is faith practices, and we're talking about Sabbath. So I think maybe the first thing that we can do, especially as we maybe look at our worship space, is confession. Confession and acceptance. Where we confess, uh, Lord, that I have been living as you. I have been trying to play your role. I've been trying uh, to play the role of creator. I've been trying to play the role of sustainer instead of seeking my dependence, seeking what I need from you. I tried to provide it. And I'm not honoring my limitations, Lord. This is where, this is where I'm trying to play you. This is where I'm overextending myself and I want to give that back to you. So it's confession. We confess our sin of where we are going against what God wants for us. And then we accept. We accept that, yes, you know what? I am human. Sometimes this is hard for us to acknowledge that I am human and I have limitations. But I will tell you that I think each of us are humans. And so it's okay for us to, to give ourselves a little bit of grace and to be human and to rest. Because we will find that uh, if we overextend ourselves with our mind, it becomes foggy. We become filled with anxiety. Things are unclear. With our bodies, they start to run down. We experience the fatigue and we get sick easier. Oh, so we confess. We confess that, yes, God, I have not been walking the way you want me to. And yes, God, I am willing to accept that I am your creation and I want to honor my limits. Con confession and acceptance of who we are and who God is. Oh, the second thing, um, maybe the second way that we can approach getting back in step with God's rhythm uh, is to um, allow God to change our view of Sabbath. Allow God to change this view that we have of Sabbath. I think for a lot of us, may, maybe especially those that grew up in the church, maybe that we grew up in more of a conservative church um, or the conservative understanding as we see Sabbath uh, as a, maybe an inconvenience. We see it uh, as uh, an impossibility. We see it as something um, that we have to do, that we must do. But in Mark chapter 2, Jesus says, well, Sabbath was not made for man and woman. 
Men and women were not made for Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for man and woman. This is not a, a legalistic, this is not a law that is imposed on you to destroy you. No, this is something that is given, f- given to you as a gift. This is not a list of do's and don'ts. This is a gift that is given to us by God to be received by us because this is God's gift to us for life. This is where God uses these moments. God calls us to slow down and he speaks to us. Whatever our practice looks like, this is when he speaks into us his love for us. He says, you belong to me. The world tells you that you're not good enough. The world tells you that you're, you're failing in everything that you're trying to do. The world is telling you that you need to produce more. Well, God says, no, you belong to me. You slow down and you listen to me. You are wonderful. You are a valuable person to me. Not because of what you do, not because of what you produce, but because who you are as my creation. Who you are as the one who I've redeemed in Christ. You belong to me. I've already claimed you. I've already done everything that you need to do. Enjoy this life. Enjoy this time of rest. Enjoy this gift. This is when God really does his speaking to us. And we see in Sabbath and this, this rest and this rhythm that God creates on the seventh day. This is, not, this is not a day where everything stops. Really, the days of creation have been building up. You see first that there is now light that bursts through the darkness on the first day. Well, then you see that there's a, a beautiful blue sky. A beautiful sky that is separating it from the crystal clear waters. You see that there is, uh, there is land that is producing vegetation. There's the beautiful song of the robin. There's the laughter of human beings. Everything is building up from day one, two, three, four, five, six. And finally it reaches this crescendo on day seven where everything is singing and everything is beautiful and everything is able to enjoy the creation and the creator. Sabbath is a gift from God to us, a gift that is meant to give us life, a gift that is meant to refresh, a gift that is meant to remind us and put us in a place of receiving from God his blessing for us. Well, the third, maybe the third way, a third and final way that we can um, begin to walk in step with God uh, in the, the rhythm that he has set for us is to get creative. Get creative. I know that a lot of people do not have these large swaths of time where they can um, enjoy a Sabbath, a full Sabbath day, or take uh, extended periods of rest. Um, I know, but what can we do? What can we do to get creative? Well, I know for me, um, there is, again, there's not a lot of time. I feel like every minute of every day is spoken for. Um, having uh, young kids, having, having a job, and, and everything in between. Uh, so I'm, I'm searching. I'm searching how, Lord, how would you show me how to do this? And so sometimes you might see me uh, taking walks around the church building during the day. Um, this, is, this is me trying to practice a mini Sabbath, where sometimes I'll, I'll have a scripture in mind. Um, sometimes I will um, have a, a word in mind where I'll, I'll repeat a phrase, a centering prayer. Sometimes I'll be in prayer to God, or sometimes I'll just walk and enjoy God's beautiful creation. I'm trying uh, to receive this gift and say, God, you know what? I can take a couple laps. The whole world is not going to fall apart. And you know what? I guarantee you that stuff is still going to be there. The demands, the worries, the stress, the anxiety, the work that I'm afraid to leave, it's still going to be there. I'm not going to be missing anything. So this is one way. Uh, where can you incorporate a mini Sabbath into your time? How do you get creative? Well, there's one family um, that is um, trying something called 15 minutes of fun. 
where you put your kids, if you have young kids, you put your kids down to bed, and then usually what happens after that? What do you do after you put your kids down to bed? You clean? I, I, we clean. I don't, maybe, you, maybe your kids aren't messy. Our kids are very uh, messy and taking stuff and putting it in a different room. So usually we'll clean up. It'll take us somewhere around an hour, uh, do the dishes, rearrange everything. And then by that time, we're just like, we're cashed out. So it's like, okay, how, can we just veg? Can we just veg and then go to bed? Well, this family said, well, let's do 15 minutes of fun where um, after we put the kids down, we don't tend to clean. We don't, we don't tend to these chores, but we just set aside this time. What do we want to do that's fun? How can we enjoy this time that God has blessed us with? Now, maybe it's just spending time together playing a game. Maybe it's uh, doing something fun. Maybe it's reading together. Maybe it's just sitting and being together uh, in silence. You're just talking about today. What can you do uh, to enjoy this time of rest that God has given and trust that, that the, the mess will still be there and that God will strengthen us? This is what we do. We, the, the mess will still be there, but now we return to it with increased uh, grace and strength to, to, to continue our work, resting and working. What does it look like for you to get creative? Does it mean that you actually have to schedule something in your calendar, your Google calendar, where it says meet with God, and you have this time set aside, this actual chunk, but now it's in your calendar, so nobody can, nobody can uh, plan over this because it's an actual appointment. Uh, maybe it's just, um, maybe it's a space, a, a spatial thing. Well, I said that sitting on the couch means uh, my mind goes to, oh, watching TV or checking out the phone. So maybe it's creating a special place. Maybe it's creating a special Sabbath place. Wherever you go, you know that this is the time that I'm going to spend with the Lord. I'm going to disconnect and try to reconnect with God. And you'll find, I think, that as you do this regularly, uh, your body, your mind, your heart will start to attune just coming into that place where you say, okay, well, now this is the time where I get to rest. Sabbath, 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 resting and working. On the seventh day, God ceased what he was doing. He halted, he stopped, he rested to enjoy the creation. He rested to enjoy what he had just made. And in his grace, he is giving us this same gift. He's giving us the same privilege and the same opportunity to stop and enjoy him and to take a rest. So may we, as God's people, may we receive this gift and may we be thankful for him that he would love us so much, to know us so well that he knows that we need it. And all of God's people said, amen. Let's pray. God, God of the Sabbath, you make Sabbath for us, not us for Sabbath. Help us to think about that, O oh Lord, that this is a gift that you give to us. Lord, help us to experiment in this week and the weeks to come. Help us to get creative. If we can't block out a whole day, Lord, help us to be able to find little pockets where we can steal away with you. God, we pray that you would speak to us in these times, that you would lead us into the grace and the refreshment that we are in desperate need of. And God, if there are any ways for us to uh, relieve some burdens for others to experience your rest, help us to be attentive to that too. We love you, O Lord. We thank you that you love us most and you love us best. Amen.